Hello and welcome to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy, and in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts to all things art, innovation, and technology disruption. Our new recurring theme of this weekly podcast is what you need to know this week in the world of creative innovation in 10 minutes. I'm joined each week by amazing teammates from our team at Hug to break it all down for you. If you're not familiar with Hug, I encourage you to check us out at thehug.xyz. Our mission is to democratize access to art using technology and education. We educate people on all of the latest and greatest around AI, digital art, NFTs, you name it. We have tons of free resources and a really loving, wonderful educational community. So again, check us out at thehug.xyz. Each week on Crypto Cafe, we provide what you need to know this week to uh, be an interesting conversationalist, to sound smart at cocktail parties, and uh, to know everything you need to know in the landscape of AI, blockchain, you name it. So let's jump right in. I want to introduce this week's guest contributors. I'm joined first in the Crypto Cafe here by Hug contributor Tina Lindell, marketing manager at Hug. Hello, Tina. Welcome back. Howdy, hello. It's good to be back. I'm excited. You did such a fantastic job uh, last week that we, uh, you know, Debbie better watch her back or she's going to have a, uh, you know, permanent replacement here on the show. But it's great to have you. Also joined by Crypto Cafe staple, Michael Littig, Director of Creator Programming at Hug. Hello, Michael. Hello. Hello, friend. All right. So we are going to get into all what you need to know this week in the world of creativity, innovation and technology. And uh, first is uh, we're we're going Justin Bieber. I, I, you know, I have to say that uh, Justin Bieber has been at the forefront of a lot of innovation over the course of, of his career. But Tina, you specifically want to talk about how he's selling royalties for his song that's coming up as NFTs. Tell us more. Yes. Yeah, so this is very exciting news for all the believers in the metaverse. Uh, we have writer and producer Andrea Schuler, aka Accident, is selling NFTs for Justin Bieber's song Company, which was initially released in 2015. There will be 2,000 NFTs available, each priced at the equivalent of about 28 US dollars in Ethereum, with the total sum of those representing 1% of the streaming rights. Buyers of this NFT get the utility of part ownership to the song streaming rights. Means that when the song makes a profit, if you own the NFT, you get a little piece of that too. Now, where this brings me, where I'm excited is that many people believe that creator royalties are one of the most exciting parts about blockchain technology, which automatically send a percentage of profits from a sale to the creator. While blockchain-based royalties have been life-changing for a lot of independent artists, there are challenges with marketplaces like OpenSea and Blur not enforcing them. So back to the Justin Bieber stuff, whether you identify as a Selena Gomez or Hailey Bieber kind of girly, it is exciting to think about how these royalties can not just empower the artists, but also their fans too. So Michael, Randy, what do you guys think of all this? Yeah, Michael, what you weigh in first and then I'll jump into some thoughts. Yeah, first of all, uh, shout out to the believers out there. I just wanted to say that on the radio. So first of all, um, second, uh, Justin Bieber is is always at the forefront of innovation. So hats off to Justin Bieber. I actually ran the numbers on this because I wanted to really kind of understand what this looked like. So essentially, if you were to buy this NFT, you would get point 
zero, 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 five. So three zeros and a five of the stream, of the percentage of the stream. So let's just run a number. Spotify pays artists about 0.003 cents per stream. So Justin Bieber has gotten up to 1 billion streams, which means that he gets paid $3 million in royalties. Now, the producer has a little bit of share of that. So let's say 20%, around 25% is going to be around $750,000. So if I own that NFT and I'm getting a percentage of these random numbers I just put together, I'm going to get about 375 bucks if there are a billion streams. Now, I think that's pretty awesome. Like, listen, to pay 20 bucks and to participate um, in the success of this art piece, I'm all for it. So yes, yes, yes. First of all, I love that we just did like a math equation on the podcast right here. I'm so here for that. I I know. I feel like I like. I feel like that needs to be on a standardized test. It's like, okay, if Justin Bieber sells this many <laughs> NFTs and there's like this many streams on Spotify, like the most tech savvy uh, math question. But I I love this and I love this for so many reasons because we've always we've already seen this real shift towards um creative projects being funded through crowdfunding. Um, We've seen movies go to the Sundance Film Festival that have been crowdfunded um, online. And uh, I think this is the next evolution if consumers are going to put money towards creative projects to help them get made, why not actually have a stake in them and participate in the upside of those projects? So I'm really excited about this and I'm excited for a huge performer like Justin Bieber to be doing it. Um, All right, Michael, on to you. We are, uh, we talk a lot about AI here on this podcast, on my uh, live SiriusXM show, and you wanted to bring an article to the table about how open AI is a little bit failing. So uh, tell us more. Yeah, so basically when ChatGPT launched, all these universities, all these schools were like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? No one's going to do their homework anymore. How can we know if someone wrote that article? Um, And they said, well, you know what? We have these these writing detectors that can detect that whether it was made by AI. And guess what, y'all? It doesn't work. Uh They don't work. They're all false positives. So what's happening actually is that the US schooling system is now beginning to embrace um, AI and ChatGPT. So up to... um, Many universities are starting to actually teach ChatGPT as a part of their uh, framework, really looking at, as we talk about on this podcast, AI as a tool, as a collaborator. And so I wanted to bring this to the table, one, so you can just start to encourage your students. Yeah, you can use ChatGPT. In fact, it's going to be how we use ChatGPT is going to determine how we use communication in the future. So better get started now. I love it. I'm I'm envisioning like the future greatest writers uh, of our country, like in the principal's office, being accused of u- using AI for their writing, and they're like, "No, I actually <laughs> legitimately wrote that." And they're yeah, like, "No, exactly. you, your human could never write that." Um, <laughs> Tino, what what do you think? Do you think that schools will embrace this, or do you think that there's going to be really kind of a a push pull for a while? You know, this really brings me back to when I was in high school and we were not allowed to use the internet to write papers. Mm -hmm. And then I got to college and of course I relied on the internet, you know, verified sources obviously to write all my papers just a couple years after that. 
And uh, I'm, I'm called back to this literally 50-year-old quote from one of my favorite science fiction authors, Robert Heinlein. And the quote says, progress doesn't come from early risers. Progress is made by lazy men looking for easier ways to do things. And I think AI has really empowered us to save time um, to get creative in other ways. But that said, with this, as this like failure for the writing detection hasn't worked out, we need to make sure that we think ahead to have proper like risk compliance measures with new technology before they quickly outpace us. So I'm very excited, but also let's still be careful and mindful about where this technology is taking us. Yes, I, I had a similar experience in high school. Um, we weren't allowed to use the uh, the TI-84 ca- calculators. Um, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, wow, you guys are giving high school students way too much credit thinking we're doing sophisticated programming when really we're just like writing boob with like 8008. Yes. <laughs> like that's like what we're doing or, with the <laughs> Or 143 to our, our crush. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, so um, if you think like so... When I think uh, about this argument now that they're like, oh, students are doing these sophisticated things with chat GPT, I'm like, "Mm, are they or are they just like doing ridiculous things? So, um, but Tina, I love that quote. All right. In our final minutes left, I'd love to hear kind of a favorite art drop creator Web3 moment of the week that our listeners can use to sound really awesome at a cocktail party. So, uh, Michael, let's start with you. Um, I'll do it in my like cocktail party voice. You know, it's really interesting how this technology is democratizing access to art. And so this is what's happening here at Hug. We just had over a thousand submissions and we're not even done yet for this huge art drop, art display in Shibuya Crossing in Japan. So we have over 85 countries represented on Hug around the world. And they're getting the opportunity to get their work showcased among some of the greatest digital artists of our time. I think that is awesome. And I think that should be the topic at every dinner party. Like, isn't it interesting? That's how you should start every phrase. I love it. And it is interesting because we're in this really unique moment where um, you don't have to be an established artist to have a gallery show. You don't have to kind of pay your dues in the art world to be showcased in Tokyo and other cities that um, by creating for the community and being voted by the community, you can be showcased. So that that is really exciting. Tina, what about you? What's a, an, something that you have your eye on this week? So something I'm looking at, um, Panerai, which is a luxury watch company, they are coming out with a digital passport for their new watches here on out, which I think is really interesting because when I first found out about NFTs and Web3, I saw a lot of mirroring with like luxury markets and buying like a, like a, you buy a watch for, let's say $1,000, but then when you buy it like aftermarket outside of the store, it's worth 5000 And we see a lot of that in digital collectibles. So I think it's really interesting that their luxury watch market's just leaning into this NFT culture that very much mirrors it. So yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's spot on. And uh, uh, per- these are perfect topics to be discussed. Um, Tina, where can people go to find out more about everything that you're working on and even maybe submit art for our Japan exhibition? Yeah. So um, if you go to thehug.xyz, we have a series of open calls and grants available. More exciting news is um, NFT Launchpad Magic Eden is actually giving away $5,000 in artist grants to some of our creators for sharing their artwork with their launchpad. So we've got open calls in Shubia, 
Um, we have a print shop coming where we're going to be selling prints from artists at HUG and then several grant opportunities available too. So whether you want to get your art featured or you want to have some financial support in your creation process, visit the hug.xyz to learn more. Love it, Michael. Any final words of wisdom? Yeah, just for the uninitiated, if you're on the fence about you know jumping into this technology, all of us are learning alongside of you. We we are figuring it out as we go, but uh, I've, as I've always found, it's really done in community with the people like you, Randy, Tina, um, and so come come join us if that's something that you want to like dip your toe into. Love that. All right. Well, today we learned all about how Justin Bieber is selling royalties for his song Company as NFTs and uh, possibly sparking a movement among more artists doing the same. We talked about uh, AI in schools and how AI writing detectors don't actually detect if something is written by AI or not. So uh, how will that change education? And uh, we talked about some exciting things going on in the hug universe, uh, especially how to get your art seen uh, across some of our exciting displays and grant programs. Thanks so much, Tina, Michael. Such a pleasure to have both of you on the podcast. As always, You've been listening to Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. That's me. Check out the hug.xyz for all of these opportunities and tools. And tune in next week for a brand new episode of what you need to know in the Crypto Cafe with our hug contributors and special guests.